Hello, this is Reverend John Harfouche, and you're listening to the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. We have a message for you today from Apostle Dr. Christian Harfouche. For more information, live broadcasts, and video teachings, connect with us online at globalrevival.com and join us every week for the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Stay on your feet and please turn with me for the reading of the Word of God. We're going back in our text to John, the 21st chapter. And uh, we're going to continue in the 21st chapter of John. And um, today, if we can, we're going to read just a few verses of scripture before we embark on giving you the word of the Lord for you today. And um, I am teaching, if I was going to entitle this, it would again be the patriarch, the family, and the treasure. Most importantly, the patriarch, the, the, the word, now I'm just going to stick right now with the definition in the English language, which, which was ratified in um, uh, the 1700s. Um, it's a word from the Latin, also through the French and some of the so-called romance languages. Patriarch, as defined, means the, the ruler or the head of a family. Also, it means um, someone who has paternal right. To, to rule or oversight a father, sometimes a grandfather, but literally biblically or semitically in the East, uh, it's more like a father. Does that make sense? And so mo- most importantly, we're talking now about what is the will of the Heavenly Father for us. No, we're talking about God. We, we definitely believe that our vote doesn't affect God's eternal rule. <laughs> Let me go over here and talk to the Americans. I I lost the undocumented. (laughs) How many of us believe that our vote doesn't affect God's eternal rule? And we don't want it to because we have a good God. He's about as good as you can get. And God is good. God is good all the time. And so when we look at Christ... And we have already said, show us the father. Show us the patriarch. And it it is enough for us. And he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Oh, okay. So Jesus has come also so that believers would wisely vote the right leader into their life. And his name is the king of kings and the Lord of lords, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now I'm leading you, if you, if you let me go, you're going to lose me. You're going to lose me in the traffic. I'm leading you by the hand. This is your word for now. You don't want to break hold. So we have Jesus here and we have him portrayed throughout the pages of the Bible. I have scholars here that have been through International Miracle Institute for many years. I'm sure everybody here will agree that the Lord has already revealed himself in the word of God 
through himself and through the writers of the gospels and the epistles as the head of the church. He's the sole director, the inspirer, the go-between even, the mediator between God the Father and, and man. He's the mediator of a new covenant, a better one built on better promises. Now I'm, I'm going to stop for a minute. I want to stop here and tell you it's built on better promises. And that covenant was made with Abraham and with his seed. And his seed is the families of the earth because he's the father of many nations. And in him all the families of the earth will be blessed. So Christ Jesus is the head of the church. He's the patriarch of the church. He gives his word. He gives his direction. He says he's the, he's the role of ministry from the father to man and the agency of intercession on behalf of man to God and also the individual that qualifies humanity in himself to hold hands with God the father. And the second is the family. The family is one family, both here and in heaven. But now that when you get to heaven, it's far better for you. It's far better for you. But it's better for the gospel. It's better for the kingdom. It's better for the ministry. It's better for others. For you to allow the Lord to grow you up powerfully so you can be used mightily on behalf of a purpose that you did not make up. Now I'm going to teach some things today and I want to tell you, if this is not your cup of Christianity, you, you feel free to just go like this and walk out right now because I'm talking to serious people. Now if you're in it for the long haul, I want my armor bearers and make sure nobody can get out unless they're going to the ladies room or something. Or the men's room. If the, yeah, if they're going to the right restroom. <laughs> now this is your chance. If you're serious with God, shout. Stop. Okay, all right. That's that was loud. My God, people. Okay, so, so you're serious with the Lord, and um, then I can, I can minister to you. I can minister to you the way the Lord wants to minister to you. So the second thing is the family. We're talking about the family of God. We who are here, and among us, of course, there's leader, leadership and all that. And then we're talking about the treasure. The treasure is not only going to be this great catch, which is so miraculous you can't imagine. No, 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 no. The, the treasure is the fact that the Lord is instituting, as we have taught in previous sessions, evidence in the sacred scriptures that his access to you and your access to him is never supposed to be broken or subject to seasons. And because you're, you're different than unbelievers. See, unbelievers can be subject to a season. Anybody can do good sometime. But only, only folks that walk with God 
can sow out of season and reap a hundredfold. Or can 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 live, you know, one life and everybody thinks they're done and then God regenerates their marriage and everything and all of a sudden like Abraham and Sarah. Or like Christ, he lays down his life. And when we see cross, the cross, do you have a moment? When we see the cross and Christ on the cross, and it's easy to say, well, Christ no longer on the cross, well, but he was. And then when he was on the cross, he was completely poverty stricken in the natural. In the natural. But not because the devil took it from him. But because he gave it for you. Now I'm sorry, I don't have a higher promotion for you than the fact that the Almighty became man that he may lay down his life and lift you up for another level. America and the world is about to see the body of Christ made up of champions, warriors, dead man raisers, sick man healers, gospel preachers, word believers, and God pleasers. And the way it's going to happen, God is going to change some people from the inside. And he said it to the Virgin Mary. He said how it will happen. And she said, let it be unto me. She didn't say, I believe it when it happens. She said, let it be unto me. I'm telling you right now, I want to see you have a little time to say, Lord, make me like you. Stir up your gift on the inside of me. Transform me. Energize me from within. In season, out of season. So Christ, if you remember on the cross, he says to John, um, behold your mother. He says to Mary, behold your son. So he's making arrangements for after he lays down his life. His coat is on in the hands of soldiers and they're gambling over his suit. He's already bleeding. He's already laying down his life. Literally, he owns nothing on earth. Because that was his gift for you. But then he rose again. Because he rose again, he desires to enforce the claim for everything he died to procure for you, to make you the head, not the tail, to fill your life, not empty it, to heal your body, not allow it to be worn out, to restore your family. The treasure of his connection with you. Are you listening to me? And with me, he's, he's our savior. But so he died for me. What did he die to do? That's what we're here talking about. The treasure. Are you following? The treasure. The treasure that I know that many Christians have walked in. And I also know that many, many more missed out because of a lack of knowledge about who's available to us. And how often he's available. Do you understand? Yes. 
Are you ready to go somewhere today? Yes. I love you. What'd you say? Wow, I, I believe that one there. All right, we're, we're going to look at this, please, verse, um, verse 2 of, of chapter uh, 21 of John. Ready? Read. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. Stop. Now we know they said, I go fishing. We know they went immediately into the boat. And we know that they labored all night. And we know that they caught nothing. So now what I'm going to do, if, if I'm allowed to follow the Holy Spirit, I want to take you a few places and then drive the point home. Put hands on yourself and say, this is about me today. This is about me today. Say, it's most importantly about the Lord. And about my purpose to reach and affect society and humanity. But today, this is about me. The man of God will prophetically speak into who I am when I'm united with my Savior, when I'm in agreement with the Master. So, I will not leave the way I came. I probably will change so radically. I may not be recognized. So then Jesus said to them, if, if you look at that with me, and, and uh, children, have you any meat? Do you see that? Yes. Look, at, look at that. Children, have you any meat? I'm going to look at that and look at the, fir- the middle three words. Have you any? Have you any? And they said no. And he said, cast the net in on the right side of the ship and you shall find. Look at those last three words. You shall find. Look at the other, look at the other first three. Cast the net. Look at the middle three. On the right. Are you here? Now I'm just going to read verse, verse, um, verse 9. As soon then as they were, well I'll read more than verse 9. As soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread. And in verse 12, the Lord tells us to come and eat. And in verse 13, Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them 
and fish likewise. Okay? Now, if you could stay with me one moment, turn with me to the 10th chapter of the book of Acts, please. And we're going to read, and those of us that are watching via platforms and via the website and via um, the, the streaming and via television, via podcast, uh, make sure that you have a Bible because we're going to read a little bit of scripture. We're going to read with Acts uh, chapter 10, beginning with verse 37, all the way to verse 48. Are we ready? Are you there? When you get there, say amen. Amen. Acts 10, and we're going to read beginning with verse 37, all the way to 48. Ready? Go. You know which was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they slew and hanged on a tree. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but unto witnesses chosen before of God, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which has ordained of God to both be the judge of the quick and the dead. To him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believes in him shall receive. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the... Yeah. Because they heard them speak with other tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that those should not... And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Amen. Now before, behold, before we give our confession of faith in the sacred scriptures, notice a couple of things before we move on. One is verse 31. Jesus is risen from the dead. It's recorded that he is appearing and being shown openly or being made manifest openly but not to all the people, only the people that the Lord had chosen. And uh, of course, Peter says us, who were chosen beforehand, who did what? Who did what? Who did eat and drink with him. If you notice, you could, you could write down the address in Acts 13 and 31, um, the apostle Paul, after he is sent out by the church of Antioch, 
reiterates that that fact is well known in the church and that Jesus had appeared to so many witnesses after the resurrection. Most importantly, the well, let's read it. It's just a couple of verses. Ready? Acts 13, 31 and 32. How many believe the apostle Paul? And he was seen many days of them which came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem who are his witnesses unto the people and we declare unto you glad tidings. Now do you notice he's talking about the 40 days? Isn't he? And he's talking about the, the, the we who walked with him at that time which were his witnesses to the people or go between as eyewitnesses with the people. So we have Peter and we have Paul. Put your hands on your spirit. One hand on your spirit. The Bible above your head. We're we're not going to take too long. But we're going to take enough. Because this is about you. Say this is the word of God. God. Come on like an army. Not an opinion. Not tradition. Not Not subject to debate. debate. Alive. Alive. God said. said, I believe. And that settles it. He is who he says he is. He will do what he says he will do. I am who he says I am. I have what he says I have. And I can do. What he said I can do. Well glory to God. You just said it because you believe it. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you may be seated. We touched on in the previous session about the confession of Nathaniel from Cana and how he said, how do you know me? Because the Lord identified him. An Israelite indeed in whom there's no guile. He said, how do you know me? And he said, I saw you under the fig tree before you came. He said, you're the king of Israel. You're the son of God. And the Lord said, because I told you that you believe, you're going to see greater things than that. What are you going to see? Heaven opened. And the angels of God are ascending and descending. Well, wait a minute. Heaven is invisible. The angels of God are invisible. But Nathaniel sees... That thing take place both scripturally when Christ is pierced and the veil is rent in two on the cross as well as on the account that only John the beloved lists which is the great catch where we had the privilege of eating and drinking according to what Peter told uh, Cornelius' household with the Lord. It went on record to show that heaven was no longer far away. That one directive from the Lord enables you to come to an altar where fish from heaven and bread from heaven meets together with harvest that heaven empowered you to have so that both can come to the same table of communion together on this earth. Victory is yours. In this life, victory is yours. Should I stop? So today I'm going to forego because we have, a, we have a, a future weekend and then we have a week of teachings and I'll stay along these lines.
But what the Lord showed me for you, if I could only get it done in the hand of a handful, if I can get a handful to let your faith accept that wherever you're standing, there is an almighty presence ready to help you live the life of God. That your presence dictates the condition of the ground you stand on. If I can get a handful of people, we can change the world together. It is a fact that God has opened heaven. It is a fact that the presence of God is available. There will be no Christians dying of cancer if the presence of Almighty God has his way. If the yay and amen is in the belly of believers. My God, my God, my God. If I can get a handful of people to get a hold of this. And I know I could get a whole lot more because you're ready. You've been prepared by God. You cannot want the presence of God, the power of God, and the results of God as much as you do. And fail to have it. Something is wrong when your desires are higher than God's performance. Something is wrong and that something is the one that's getting away with big things Well, he has no power. I'm here to put him out of business in your life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. Remember now Nathaniel and remember also Jacob. And there's a ladder. And there's communication. The messengers of God are ascending and descending. Men of God are getting revelation from him. Obviously Peter said you've received it from my father which is in heaven. So the Lord is revealing things to humanity. Heavenly things. They're coming. The word of God is a heavenly word. It's great to know the word of God rationally. It's great to know the word of God intellectually. It's great to know the word of God principally. But the highest level of change. Is when revelation gets a hold of your interior and lifts it up to a level where you could never have taken yourself and no other human being on earth could have taken you. Only, only the Redeemer. Hallelujah. Only the only begotten Son of God that was from all time, amen, and became man, but then He rose again in order to show you what your future by leaning on Him is all about. So I'm going to pace myself because first century disciples get ready for FCD. But we talked about Nathaniel. We'll talk about the rest of the apostles mentioned by name as time goes by in order to draw a greater conclusion. Today I want to speak about the allegorically about the account But before I do, I want to get into the book of Acts. We looked at Acts 10. Is it all right if I teach? The apostle Peter is up on top of a roof. And he's praying and he's fasting. He hasn't eaten. He gets hungry. There's food in the house. 
where he's being housed as a guest. He's on top of the roof or in a high place. It's a place that normally is like an upper room or whatever. He falls into a trance. He goes out under the power. And um, obviously we can see the Lord talking to him. You know what it says? And heaven was opened. And, and, and a sheet descended out of heaven. For, you know the story. All these, and it was, it was all these different animals that were not previously kosher for someone that is under the law of Moses to partake of. And they represented also the ethnos or the, 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 um, the Gentiles, the, the ethnic groups of the earth. You were either Jew or ethnos. How many are glad that Jesus died for the ethnos also? So that you can all say, eth yes. Little English and Greek. Are you listening? No, it's the truth. So what, 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 what he, Peter said, not so, Lord, happened three times. Coming out of heaven. Coming out of heaven. This is where your covenant comes from. This is where your performance comes from. It's not that it's far away. It's near you. In your heart and in your mouth. But there's sometimes a prayer. There's sometimes a decree. There's sometimes a prophecy. There's sometimes a word. There's sometimes a trance you fall into. And God shows you things that you weren't ready to step into. And Peter said, no, I'm not going to touch that. I've never touch anything common or unclean and the Lord said do not contaminate what I have cleansed that's the original language what you've already cleansed the Gentiles oh yeah I died for everybody well how come they're not cleansed well don't ask me one cross paid at all the rest is your job Jesus paid it all to him I owe sin had left a crimson stain he washed it white as snow yeah Jesus is one death on the cross paid for all the Gentiles and sanctified all that will accept sanctification through his name. Obviously, this side of the ascension, he appears and he, he teaches us all the things in the scriptures pertaining to himself and all of that. And um, Peter and, and um, the, the rest of us five on the shore that day, they're humans, right? So I can say us. They're, huma- they're Christian humanity. So it's the same family. Amen. I can say us. Somebody say, well, it's not you. It was Peter. Or P-. Listen, be quiet. Can I take a moment and mess? See, it, it, it's virtual dishonesty. It's called disingenuous. For people to say, well, you say us, but that was them. But then you read the scriptures and you say, oh, I'm just like that. I'm just, I'm just like Thomas. 
Doubting Thomas, that's me. Well, which one is it? Are you them or are you not? How come you're only them when they fail? No, they didn't fail. They prevailed through Christ. They didn't give us corrupt scriptures. They gave us the living word of God. And if God can do it for them and in them and through them, he will do it in you and for you and through you. Because we're earthborn, we can be heaven sent. That's I am I from day one. Because you're earthborn, you can accept heaven's gift for humanity. And so, so, now you're right there. You're in the zone now. You're in the Simbabadnege de Balamishtake. Glory. You're in the zone now. You're in the realm now. Glory. And you're going to keep that in Jesus' name. You're going to keep it. You're going to keep it through victory, through FCD. You're going to keep it. Heaven is going to rain and shower on your life. Woo! Glory to God. 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 It's going to be all over your life. It's going to be all over your life. It's going to be all over your lives. And so I've not, not so Lord, I've, did, did I lay hands on you? So I, for some reason, for some reason, they're husband and wife, so I don't want to, I don't want to not let, give them a cor- corporate family experience. So, so, so Peter said, not so Lord, he's in a trance. But his doctrine is arguing with God. It's like if a prophet tells you something and you say, no, that's not the way it is. The reason is this, that, or the other. And nine out of ten times, you're wrong. Because, you know, I told, I told someone, I said, because the man of God corrects his team, you understand. And sometimes you correct people and, you know, I sent them a... Man, good job, great work. And they sent me back, praise the Lord. I said, well, we praise the Lord all the time. We just periodically praise the saints. That's you. Because, I mean, you know, everybody, we're ready to correct. And then people just think, whatever. But no, you want to bless the people and praise them. You know what that means? You know, brag on them in a, in a godly way about the good that they've done. That's what praise is. 
Praise says, thank you, Lord. You're good. You, you've done good. You, this and that. And that. Well, that praise kind of praise belongs to God. But there's a praise that comes because you have love from God. And you say, the people of God. See, it's just like this. God called the church holy. He called the church holy before the church did one thing that is holy. So the Lord told Peter, arise, kill and eat regarding the Gentiles. Peter said, no Lord, I haven't touched anything common or unclean. He was actually calling what God has called clean, unclean. And he thought he was right, but he was wrong. Heaven said, heaven said, hey, I'm going to paraphrase. I'm open. Now I'm going to tell you something. Don't call unclean what I have cleansed. Glory to God. So when I say, and when pastor and this family and the team and our, when we say the church is holy, we're not looking to you to manufacture what is pleasing to God. We're declaring who you are in Christ Jesus and the ability that will fill your life through the ladder set on earth. So then I accept it, you accept it, and it manifests in the natural because the accepting is the invitation of the ability. Let it be under me. Let it be under me. Let it be under me. According to your... My God. The spirit of of revelation is so strong in here, Dr. Robin. I'm just going to take my time. Remember now Gabriel visits uh, the Virgin Mary. He says to her, you will conceive in your womb and bear forth a son. You'll call his name. And, and the whole thing, you look at Isaiah and you look at the original languages, especially the Hebrew. And it says you will conceive, hold, full term or hold together. So that means not only yes, but I'm not going to allow this to be lost. And then you're going to give birth. But notice what her uh, question was. How can this be? Seeing I know not a man. Follow me a little bit. I am not touched by any man. I don't have a relationship with any man. So that, that's, that's where Jesus calls us. He calls us to where no man can take us. Except the man. Because Mary said, Behold the servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Heaven was able, the word was able to receive that invitation. She conceived and God formed in her the tabernacle of tabernacles. The house where every one of us can fit in as a lively stone. The body where every one of us will be redeemed by. The life where every one of us is called to be assumed up into. As he is, so are we in this world. Following him is following the exact spiritual influence that he's directing us to do. I hope I'm not going over your heads. I'm going to give you one more. So now Christ is born, he goes into ministry, and I'll jump all the way over there to the pool of Bethesda. 
And he walks to the pool of Bethesda. He sees a man that's been laying there for 38 years. And he says, uh, would you be made whole? What does the man say? Say it. Say it again. This is not a prearranged sermon. This is the prophetic living word of God for you. I have no man. Sure, because an angel came down and sovereignly stirred up the water. And whenever I'm coming, somebody else gets in first. Jesus said. You're not going to be bound by seasons. You're not going to only invest when the economy looks right. You're not going to only press forward when other believers are showing you numbers. You're not going to follow the demographics. Take up your bed and walk. What day was it? It's the wrong day and he's got no man except that the man he needs is the God man. Thank God that, thank God that 30 some years before the Virgin Mary said, let it be unto me according to your word. And then he was born to be the man that will help all who will believe on him to rise up the God man. Well, shout if you believe it. I'm going to say it again. Shout if you believe it. All right. All right. Just want to make sure. Want to make sure we got no no mis- breakdown of communication. I'm speaking English, right? I have no man. Take up your bed and walk. He gets up, takes his bed on the Sabbath day because the words are coming from the authority and the power of the Lord. So that they're the words of heaven. They're the works of God, aren't they? I must do, he said, the works of him that sent me. So they're the works of God. The works of God are to restore. The works of God don't have an off day. The works of God are not limited to seasons. No, no. If God wanted to leave it like that and just periodically go and give you a sovereign touch, he wouldn't have, sent, he wouldn't have come himself to die for you and I. But he died so you can get over that seasonal sovereignty. Stop blaming God for idiosyncrasies that this world has peddled to you. And rise up to the consistency of an open heaven in your life. Glory to God. I love you. Am I talking into your call, your desires? All right. And I say rise up. I'm talking about we, we, we rise up in our spirit. I'm talking about rising up in your spirit and accepting the truth. The truth. So, so here's the, 
you know, the angel is going to stir the waters occasionally. No, that's the sovereignty of God. He's so merciful. He can't help. He can't sit up there all that time and watch his people suffer. He's going to do this, that, or the other. But you can't bank on that. God didn't. When the fullness of time came, God sent. His son made of a woman made under the law to deliver them that were under the law. So those that were limited to shadows and types and seasons, whether they're new moons or holy days or Sabbaths or observances or feasts or whatever the case might be, could be delivered by the liberty of Christ who's made earth the victim of the goodness of heaven. Now, wherever I walk, famine is over. Wherever I go, the river goes. The river is God. The streams of that river overflow the banks. They get over and whatever used to be dead rises to life again. Whatever used to be broken gets mended. You are the house of God. You are the body of Christ. You are tabernacles of the Most High. Wherever you go, heaven goes on you. Are we still in Acts 10? Well, hit someone and say, get this. You may be seated. Do not contaminate what I have cleansed. And then he, the Lord tells him, I'm going to make a choice. There are people that have come here to get you, uh, Peter. Go with them and don't doubt anything. So when Peter walks in, if you notice, to Cornelius' household, Cornelius falls down on his knees before him and Peter said no no I'm a man like you and the Lord has led me to know well how did he do it well we just read how he did it he opened heaven and dropped down what was relevant to the entire Gentile world so that you and I don't have to live in a house where we can't be visited by holiness we don't have to live in a house where we don't have a covenant we don't have to be aliens to the goodness of God that what Jesus paid for could be reported to us firsthand through eyewitnesses glory be to God who have eaten and drunk with the Lord to come to tell us he loves us so much he's cleansed us he purified us and uh and so Peter said, but this is why I came. This is why I came without any gainsaying. I didn't come talking about you uh, uh, with deficiency. The Lord has led me to know that he's chosen all uh, who believe on him. And so he walked, he said, you know that it's unlawful for a man that's a Jew to come into the house of someone that is a Gentile. But the Lord has led me to know. The Lord has led Peter to know that the Gentiles were not nasty. The Lord has sent Dr. Harfouche to let you know that you're not under the circumstances. You're not defeated by the world. You don't have to shuck and jive in order to get the covenant to work for you. You don't have to kill. You don't have to rob. You don't have to steal. You don't have to lie to get the word to work for you. You can cast the net on the right side of the ship. And you will find.
preaching you right now. I'm preaching Christ, but I'm preaching you. Because it says your soul prospers. 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 Do you have a minute? You may be seated. Am I, am I able to teach Dr. Robin? Am I able to teach or am I going to have to take a recess? Should I stop? That wasn't, that wasn't convincing. Should I stop? So Peter um, says, no, I'm not going to gainsay and the Lord has led me to know that I should not contaminate or call call unclean what he has cleansed. And um, then he begins to preach. Well, in his preaching, I won't look over it because there's so much in it. But you know that 1038, that word for Acts 1037, 38, how God anointed that word, you know, right? How, how that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Where, is it? Where are you at? Where are you? Acts 1038. My God. Okay, there it is. Yeah, for God was with him. And notice, immediately after that, and we are witnesses of all these things which did both heaven and the land of the Jews. And he goes on the next verse. Him God raised up the third day and showed him openly, not to all people, but, but unto eyewitnesses chosen before of God, even to us which did and eat, or did, which did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. Very important. This is a Hebrew uh, 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 people. This is a Abrahamic people. This is an Aramean people. They're descendants of Abraham and they occupy the regions from between the two rivers all the way down and also North Africa. And so whoever you're talking to around that area, even if they're Gentiles or ethnos, if they're around that area, they're aware of the cultural value placed on supping together or communing together around um, food because food was part of the covenant throughout the ages and it played a particular role in particular feasts does that make sense so when christ rose from the dead bodily and ate and drank with his eyewitness accounts like we're going to go back to the 21st chapter of john and see it was not only evidence that he told them and talked to them and taught them and had communion served them communion but it was also evidence that heaven was opened That's why the great catch of fish is powerful. Somebody said, well, Dr. Fish, I don't know if I believe that. Well, do you believe the sheet that came down from heaven because heaven was opened? And then do you believe the fact that while Peter yet spake these things, the Holy Ghost fell on all ethnos who were listening and they all began to speak in tongues and magnify God. So heaven was opened again while he was preaching. Interestingly, right after he got to the fact that Jesus rose again and he appeared to us and we ate and drank with him, then he couldn't even finish the sermon without those that are cleansed experiencing the cleansing and the empowerment of speaking in other tongues and receiving the Holy Ghost as well as they did in the upper room. Maybe this is too much word for one day. 
the excuse of some people will be this. And I'm not, it's not you. It'll be, but Dr. Harfush, that was then. No, you're making a mistake. You should have put a, a, an M instead of the N on that. That was them. God is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. We make the decision whether that was them and this is us or whether if it was good enough for them. We. (laughs) No, I live under an open heaven because my Jesus didn't gain a temporary first century victory. He opened heaven permanently for me and mine to live under that. Glory be to God. My children, my partners, my members, my students, my ministry gifts sent and trained by me are not called to fail. They're called to succeed. They're called to prevail. They're called to make it. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory to God. We did eat and drink with him. Do you know that's probably one of the only verses, if not the only verse, that says that Jesus drank with his disciples? Did you know that? You know the New Testament. He said, after he's risen. So where are the accounts where he ate and drank? Because according to Paul, and according to the rest of Acts, he appeared many days, according to Peter, but he didn't appear to everybody. He appeared to those that were ordained or called by the Lord who did eat and drink with him so obviously the account in, in John 21 wasn't just put there towards the end of the first century by mistake John waited till the rest of the three gospels were recorded the church was preaching what we preached we were heralding what we heralded had we not been doing it then the book of Acts that was finished around 60 to 64 AD, two years prior to the, uh, to the, uh, to the martyrdom of St. Peter and St. Paul. So before the destruction of Jerusalem, Luke the physician, Dr. Robin, had done a great job by the Holy Spirit to gather this, these facts and write the book of Acts which never ended, which is a record that is systematic is this too much teaching it is systematically designed to cover you will be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem Judea Samaria and the uttermost part of the earth so the book follows that pattern Jerusalem Judea and Samaria and then Rome with the apostle Paul in Rome and he's still preaching the gospel no ending to the book So it's finished by a little bit after the middle of the first century. 
about 60, 62, 63, or 64 AD. So Jerusalem is still standing. James is either still alive, the brother of the Lord. The other James is martyred. But the brother of the Lord is still alive. And uh, Peter and John are respectively in their, in, in their different places. So Mark, or John rather, is not releasing his gospel in writing. Now, he did the apocalypse, he did all that. But he didn't release his gospel in writing till after Matthew, Mark, and Luke was made available to the people. So he releases his gospel. I won't go into detail, but he releases the gospel with very, very meticulous attention paid to the 21st chapter appearance of Christ to the disciples. So we don't base the miracle we have on one account. We have it throughout the pages of the new covenant. The evidence that Peter ate and drank with Christ along with the rest of the chosen 12, if, if, if not the other 500 also. Are you listening? Yes. That's proof enough that it's the word of the living God and that, that Christ invited them to his level of walk. So this was truth. We went around looking for these men that knew the Lord directly and we said, what did he teach you? How are you walking under an open heaven? How is your shadow healing the sick? We were able to do that and that's why God by his choosing and election instills, institutes and appoints some men of God that the church bears witness to that we're called into a ministry that's gifted with signs and wonders and miracles. It's because God cares about his people. He cares about you. He cares not only about what happens in your life. He cares about your identity cares about your identity so heaven is opened the Gentiles get filled with the Holy Spirit interestingly they don't fail to mention that the eyewitnesses saw him ate with him and drank with him first time ever mentioned about drinking with the Lord so it's very important you say what do you mean by that I mean like the only scripture that says ate and what okay that's what I mean by it that's what I mean by it so when you go to the 21st chapter of John and you see this great catch of fish and you see fish go there with me see I know how how willing I am to be dramatically taken to the next phase. Because you know I watched. I've spent a couple of decades trying to take every minister who claimed they wanted nothing but what God has. I've tried to take them to where the Lord has taken me. Some of them didn't want to go. So I decided well I'm not going to live my life and die and leave not fulfilling what I was predetermined by God when he preserved me in my mother's womb to take to you and to the end of the world. So if nobody wants to go there, I'll go there by myself. But if you want to go there, if you want to go there, then hold on. We're going for the ride of our life and it's go my God. Come on somebody. 
Come on. Come on. Glory. Glory to God. So it's about the Lord, isn't it? Okay. I'll take a few minutes more and then I'll, I'll, uh, I'll minister in, in, the, in, the, in the spirit more. Hallelujah. So we're back at the 21st chapter of John. Just going to give it to you the way the simple thoughts came to me from the spirit yesterday. And the Lord told me to talk to you about you. Look at those three words. Have you any? Read it again. Have you any? Read it one more time. And so here, here we are. We know what we need to know about God to a certain extent. We're taught, I mean, I'm talking about the seven that went fishing. Peter said, I go fishing. Now, you're, you're talking about four, five of them at least are fishermen by trade. So they're going into the Sweetwater Lake, which was a sea, the Sea of Galilee. And the Sea of Galilee or Tiberias or, um, you know, different names, the same, the same location, is regenerated from underground by the River Jordan. So from underground, there's a river. It's talking about your life. See, you're not a stagnant pond. The church is not a place where mosquitoes... You know, I need to stop. There's just so much spirit of revelation here. I'm just like, I'm serious. It's living water almost. You understand from within, under, the river Jordan is bringing up. You could look it up if you, if you don't believe what I'm saying, but you should believe. I know what I'm talking about. So here they go out to fish in the place that is by itself a miracle, you guys. Because why would anybody think that a region within that kilometer or a mile radius would not run out of fish? It's an age-old holy land. And yet somehow God is able to allow the multiplication of the supply to take care of dozens of cities that surround that region continually... Supporting fishermen throughout the deal. That's how God works. Unbelievers look at the surface. Believers have a connection with the source of the supply. My God. Believers. Glory. Shout glory three times. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Isn't that powerful? And that's true about anything. Most importantly about our spiritual strength. 
Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That means you don't wear out. That means your spiritual strength is not the definition of your youthful years. But... All right, you may be seated. I just had to take a break. Listen. Listen. Isn't that a miracle within itself? And so... We go, we go fishing and that night we caught what? Nothing. Shout it. Nothing. Shout it. Nothing. Shout it. Nothing. Okay. Now, this is very important because the key was, the key was not knowing about Christ. The key wasn't even to know that he's risen. The key wasn't even knowing what the Old Testament scripture said about him. The key was not even having seen him before. The key was we needed what John said. This is the way in which he revealed himself. We had never seen the coals of fire representing the ever-living presence of the Holy Spirit with the family. We had never seen his own fish when we got up to the shore to say, Yeah, I'm glad I made a success out of you before you came to have Because I don't want pity to come to my table. I want power. So I'm going to give you the power that you need to approach. I want to have compatibility, the Lord said. I don't want you to come thinking you're just a wretch. I want to give you an awareness of what I came to supply. It wasn't things to give you. It was a man to make you. I came to make out of you a new creation. The Lord said, the Lord said, the Lord said. To make to make out of twain, out of two, Jew and ethnos, one new man. witness a witness you're a witness you're a witness faith is a witness should I stop should I keep going all right you may be seated now isn't that powerful and we're witnesses you somebody said well Dr. Fush no they're witnesses because they ate and drank with them well I ate and drank with them also Somebody said, no, no, you're lying, you didn't. No, I have communion. And my communion is not with somebody else. My communion is with the Lord and with his family. I I sit down and have communion at the Lord's table. Don't tell me the Lord is absent at his own table. Come 
somebody said, well, that doesn't matter. It's all about spending time with the Lord. Well, who told you I, have, I overlooked that? You think anybody can preach like I'm preaching this morning, having not spent a lot of time with the Lord? No, I eat with the Lord every time I have communion of the Lord. I celebrate every time I come together with his people. I'm communicating with the Lord. When I speak into the lives of the poor, when I give to the poor, I'm ministering to the Lord. When I visit somebody in prison, I'm ministering to the Lord. When I raise somebody and fund their education, I'm ministering to the Lord. I know the Lord. And he will not be indebted to any person. If you are doing right by the Lord, he's going to do more than right by you. He will not allow you to outdo him. So, so what happens is, you may be seated, this is, this is where we're very important. And I'm going to tell you right now. The words that the Lord has put in my spirit for you and for us throughout this year and this season to follow. You mark my words until 2033. I expect the Lord to be more than present. To fill every aspect of your life given over to God. If you give the Lord your life, everything you can call a hamper everything you could call a basket everything you could call a need everything you could call a storehouse in the name of our redeemer now I believe that with all my heart and you know that I'm not limiting God to only those 10 years you know that but I just want to get a hold of you regarding a at least a decade of your life where you can have a vision. Because without a vision, and so they cast off restraint. They don't restrain themselves to go in the particular direction of the word of God. This is our word. Our prophecy at a time when, when things may be not supplied for certain parts of the land. When you're standing, you're standing on what kind of ground? Because wherever you're standing, God has legal right to bust from under and let Jordan fill that thing with supply and come in. That's the church. That's the body of Christ. That's the family. And so he said to us, he said, have you any? It's like, did you apprehend what you set out to do? You started with momentum. You started with enthusiasm. You were all in agreement. There's seven of you on the ship. You've got one net. You've been doing the same thing with the same intention all night. Have you any? We say no. You say, what's the problem with that picture? 
Are the fish absent? So the empowerment comes in and they become a people that are no longer out there doing it. They're connected to the patriarch who dictates the condition of life for his family. He takes care of us his way. God's way, word way. And we threw the word out there. I mean the net. No, I mean the word. We threw the word on the right side. We threw the word on no strings attached. We threw the word on immediate obedience. We became not only uh, glory, not only principle oriented, we became power inclined. And, and so threw the net in and enclosed or caught or encapsulated or apprehended such a great catch of fish we couldn't pull it into the, into the thing. The ship, we couldn't pull it into the ship. There were seven people couldn't pull it into the ship. And it said like this, it said, that is why John said, it is the Lord. If you look at it, therefore, what, therefore, John said to Peter, it is the Lord. And then he doesn't miss it. <laughs> they drag the net and Peter jumps in the water and runs to the Lord. And as soon as we, it's immediately when, as soon as we got to the land, look at it, Pastor Christie. The, the scripture is very clear. John wants us to know that that was a different way. That was the ultimate manifestation of Christ who has already revealed himself to be the provider for everybody. Not, I'm not talking about the fish he added to you. I'm talking the dignity he allowed us to participate in by no longer being on our own out there, but being connected to our patriarch, the head. The life giver, the word, hey, hallelujah. He, his word is life. He is the life. And he puts his life in a word. And he gives us his word. His life is too valuable for me to not live it. And his life is not an act. His life is put in an act. In other words, when I act on the life of God, I'm just releasing what I'm an heir of internally anyway. So this is why prayer is very important to stir up in you the nature of God. And this is where every believer really wants to be. More like Jesus. Well, it starts from the inside. Just like the lake of Gennesaret. Just like the, the Jordan doing what is necessary. So is your internal spirit. What does it say, Pastor Christie? Now John is writing this, he's been preaching this, Peter's been preaching this, the other five name by name has been declaring this. To the church world, obviously, the apostle Paul heard, heard about it and Barnabas heard about it. And by 60 some AD, it's in writing by Luke the evangelist who wrote that book and allowed it to be sent to Theophilus. 
So this is first century doctrine. As soon as they got to shore, why would the Holy Spirit put it like that? So that you and I would pay attention that we didn't get there and possibly hand Jesus some fish from our own catch or clean it and prepare it because we wouldn't know where the bread is at. And then we would wonder, but we wouldn't say anything out loud. Well, did they have anything to drink? Did they have orange juice? Did they have water? What did they? I don't know if they had oranges that day. But you understand what I'm talking about? How many understand? Wave at me if you don't understand what I'm talking about. I mean, come and dine. In the English is come and, you know, come and eat. So there's fish. What else is there? Okay, so we already found that it is the, it's the biny fish. It's about, you know, middle, middle size is 25 pounds. So if it was a miracle, miracle, large miracle size, it'll be a lot more than that. So just by that catch itself, we already c- calculated that it is enough for every apostle that was there on that shore to have to 10 to 20 years wages paid for in advance if they took the poundage and translated it into selling. That's what kind of the catch it was. But when we got to the shore, how, how, how fast? Immediately when we got to the shore, we found fi- coals of fire. What does it say, Pastor Christy? Coals of fire there. Coals of fire there. And fish laid thereon. Okay, stop. Fish laid thereon. If the fish were cleaned by angels, if the fish was whatever, if the fish was filleted, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to preach something that's not in there, but I'm not going to take something that's in there out. You know, just because, you know, some people like their parts of their Bible and nitpick, you know, doesn't make the 21st chapter of the book of John poetic. It's not poetry. It's, it's, it's doctrine. It's account. I need to stop. So the fish is about minimum that big. And if it's cut, maybe it's cut. But if it's that big and it's laid across a, an altar of live coals, which is visually symbolic, which the upper room was full of fire. So now we see that the Holy Spirit's activity, heaven is opened. We see the activity. We see that the Lord is there and he's making himself revealed. He revealed himself on this wise or in this way. That's what your Bible says. So now I have to look at what is the Apostle John and the Holy Spirit saying in this way. When in this way, in this way that he said, do you have any? So we, we have all the knowledge except the dignity of identity of being connected with the patriarch or the head or the master or the Lord. But then he brings us into his economy with a word. Now somebody said, well, yeah, but the Lord was there. Well, the word is nigh you. Give me a break. The word is nigh you. In your heart and in your mouth. That's the word of faith which we preach. that the Lord's bodily presence was greater than the Lord's spiritual authority over the planet through his body, the church. He said, it's better for you that I go away. 
said it's better for you that I go away. So in the 21st account of 21st chapter, he's given seven apostles of the original 12 an opportunity to see an altar, which by the way, doesn't represent fish to me. That's not where it ends. It doesn't represent bread to me. That's not where it ends. You know what it represents? An open door. An open heaven. It represents the fact that Jesus said, I'm going to bless you there. And what you bring, you're going to bring to the, to the connection of sanctification. Is that pastor? Come here. Is that you? Did you get anything out of that? (laughs) You set out to apprehend. You set out with an intention. You set out to get a catch. You set out to to succeed in what you you went into. You went all out in the same manner. Have you received what your hope expects? Have you grasped? The, the kind of harvest that's consistent with the kind of dignity you saw in my ministry is the Lord is saying, the Lord is saying, have you any? Do you have any? And they were out there, they didn't have any. And he said, cast the net, throw the word on the right side, throw the net on the right side. One more time. This one, I'm with you. This time, I'm with you. This time, I'll fill your net. This time, I'll perform. This one, this time, at this time, when we're doing it together, it doesn't come up empty. When we're... And, um, and we come and there's the, the altar. There is an altar. My God, there's holy fire. And there is, there is fish. And there is bread. And there are holy coals. And, uh, and, he, and now the Lord says, bring of the fish you have caught now. Or the original Greek said, you have now, you, you have caught now, actually. You have now caught is the King James. Original language said, you have what? caught now he places the emphasis on the now notice how the lord doesn't say uh bring you the fish that you finally got a chance to no he he just doesn't count all night he says in and very shortly in that night they caught nothing and the lord said the lord said the lord said so we can see the lord uh, figuratively speaking as the lord returning or the lord coming for the church he's not coming for a church with an empty net He will fill your net. He will fill your house. He will fill your life. Well, you know I'm preaching to the choir. But it's all right. The choir needs confirmation too. And then the Lord serves us communion. He serves us fish. And he serves us bread. Doesn't he? From that moment. From the moment he serves us fish and bread. 
It said and none of us dared. And none of them dared to ask him who you are. Because all of them knew who he was. What does that even mean? Well let me tell you what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean because they recognize how he looks. No. It meant because he revealed himself on this wise. And John said, therefore, it is the Lord. And then when they came, they knew it was the Lord. It was the Savior. It was the King. Because nobody can make an altar of coals. Nobody can have it without them. Nobody can have bread on there. Nobody could fill the presence with the very presence they felt when they were around them before. And transforming that whole shore. From the moment we received from him fish and bread, the conversation changed into the work of ministry. From the moment that verse said, we were served fish and bread. Once we had communion or fellowship or things in common with the Lord. Once we had church. Then it changed to ministry. And then he said the other things. Peter do you love me? Feed my sheep. Pastor my sheep. Feed my sheep. And he said what he said to John. But you're talking about 10 to 20 years worth of wages made available to every apostle. You're talking about 300 pence. 300 denarii were the value of the one alabaster box the woman broke. And this was 153 alabaster boxes. According to the poundage value that was listed by the Roman Empire. So what, what you got to remember is, is you're talking about a hundred and something years. 153 years worth of wages. They didn't catch no small, small chump change. But that wasn't the treasure. The treasure was the open heaven and the altar and the presence of the king and the fellowship. Hallelujah. The, the treasure was the ability to speak words inspired by heaven and see heaven's result demonstrated on earth. The mountain moving ability to speak to this mountain and cause it to move, to declare that we're not victims in the world because our Savior has redeemed us. Glory be to God. To know that the patriarch of heaven has initiated a family, established a church. Uh, uh, of believers and men and women who have access into the treasure inexhaustible most importantly spiritual and then pertinent to every area of life my goodness that's good that's good that's good that's good stuff that's good stuff that's good stuff that's good stuff that is good stuff that's good stuff that's good stuff And, and so, if, if, we look at, if we look at just one analogy of that, one analogy of that was the 153 times the name of God was used in the book of Genesis. Who's the book, who wrote the book of Genesis? It's called also the book of whom? It's called the book of beginnings. It's also called the book of Moses. It's called the book of Moses. So 153 times the name of God, the tetragrammaton, the proper uh, name of God was fully used in, in the book of beginnings, the book of Moses. Moses was called Moses by Pharaoh's daughter. The name means what? 
drawn out of the water. I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. This should fuel you through all eternity today. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thanks for joining us on the Christian Harfouche Ministries podcast. Join us on our other podcast, Miracles Today. Connect with us at globalrevival.com and we'll see you next week.